getting the best out of LinkedIn. This is the Learning Podcast with Ennio Sung. Welcome to Let's Learning with me, Enya Global.media. So we know that LinkedIn is the only place online, the only social network that's packed full of going on 800 million professionals from across the globe. This fact about who's on LinkedIn will make you believe that LinkedIn works for any company that targets people in business, right? The reality is that not every B2B marketer gets a consistent stream of prospects on LinkedIn. Why is this? What marks marketers who get plenty of clients on LinkedIn from those that fail to get any interest from the LinkedIn connections? Listen on because our juicy topic today will stop you wasting your time and money on LinkedIn if it's not the right marketing platform for your business. I'm certainly not aiming to give you reason to be put off LinkedIn marketing for your business. Instead, I hope to give you pointers to fine-tune your LinkedIn marketing strategy to be more likely to get your LinkedIn connections to want to do business with you. As usual, let's get into it. See, we've got a lot of information to go through today. Here's a rough idea of what's coming up. See, I'm going to try and use stories about my clients that we've worked with, that I currently work with, on the LinkedIn marketing and lead generation to illustrate my key points. So we're going to look at B2B businesses on LinkedIn and how LinkedIn works for them. And we're going to touch on businesses that are absolutely smashing it on LinkedIn, what I call my favorite customers. It's worth spending some time exploring why B2B does not guarantee LinkedIn connections will buy from you and why B2C often fails to get LinkedIn connections to buy. There are many stories in there, like I say, and you will find that a lot of what works in terms of type of businesses that make new LinkedIn work for them, it's not as straightforward as it looks. But there's always a way forward. See, as a marketer, I'm driven by results. In simple terms, I get beside myself when we work hard on the client's LinkedIn lead generation, and it just doesn't work. See, to be honest, there's only a handful of clients for whom we've had zero leads in all the years I've been doing LinkedIn lead generation. But that's still a handful too many. I hate wasting my time my client's time and my team's time, not to mention our mental health, as you want to call it that, in the sense that every marketing campaign you have hopes for, aspirations for, and puts a lot of effort into it. So when it doesn't work, I want to know why. And I would much rather be able to spot the businesses for whom we can't get the results on LinkedIn at the very beginning. See, that's what this episode is all about, really. What do we look for to be sure that LinkedIn is not going to work for a particular client? In which case, we politely refuse to work with them or we do something else. In case you don't know, at Global.media, we offer more than LinkedIn lead generation. So for some of our clients, we may just be better off to offer them our alternative marketing service, which we call All Your Marketing for £10 a Day. This service gives businesses web design, daily social media posts, and a choice of Facebook ads or Google ads. That is a distinct alternative to LinkedIn lead generation. Now, for some clients that we really like, they might just mix it up. If, if we believe that their clients are on LinkedIn and also looking for them on the other platforms I mentioned, Google or Facebook. Anyway, plug over. So back to the question of who does LinkedIn work for? Let's start with the fact that LinkedIn always works for B2B businesses. In other words, if your target market are businesses, companies, people in companies, then there's no argument that LinkedIn is the best place to find your ideal customers. LinkedIn search makes it super easy to find hundreds 
and thousands of people that you're probably trying to find who want to call your target audience or your ideal customers. If you connect with enough of your target market and engage with them properly, or as you tell them what you do, how you help, without being overly salesy, then by virtue of doing the numbers, you find at least some of their collections be interested in find out more about how you can help them and it will be more likely to do business with you. So this LinkedIn is for B2B, works brilliantly for most of my clients. Most are being 95% of my clients. You see, it works for builders who want to connect with contractors. It works for networking groups that want to connect with local businesses, car valuing companies who want to connect with car dealers and showrooms. Marketing strategists who want to connect with catering businesses and other small businesses. It works with HR consultants who want to connect with small businesses. It works with internet providers who want to connect with trainers and training companies. It even works for office furniture suppliers who want to connect with people who use office furniture. I really could go on and on to mention that many other businesses that have a clear business audience as a target market. And the connections respond and make inquiries, at least conversations, that then lead to doing business together. For these B2B businesses, we tend to craft a one-line description of how my client helps, which is sent to every new connection, and then invite them to have a conversation to move from being a connection to a potential buyer, and then an interested buyer, and then a customer. So having the right target audience and clear communication about how you help brings home the baker. Brings a deal home, helps to close a deal. See, all B2B marketing is not the same, though. So there are some businesses that absolutely rake it in on LinkedIn from our experience. Who are these? You see, it's hard to pick my favorite clients for whom we absolutely smashed it on LinkedIn in terms of generating prospects. At a push, I would have to say that my number one has to be a startup podcast production company called The Podcast Guys. See, I love them and they love us at global.media. I mean, we generate uh, between eight and 12 leads for them every month, almost easily. Easily being we do the numbers and the leads just come flooding in, sometimes more than 12. So what makes their leads so sweet is that nearly all are high-value prospects. So every prospect that they close is worth thousands of pounds. I remember the owner, Dan called me to tell me that they closed a 200K deal to produce podcasts for one of our LinkedIn prospects. This is joy that we'll always remember, especially as the company has grown from one to two to tens of staff and even international offices since we met barely a year ago. The what makes podcasts, guys, perfect for LinkedIn lead generation is that they offer a service that is truly unique at the right time. The market and reports that suggest that 80% of business owners listen to podcasts every week. You listen to me now, and that is thanks to the podcast guys who produce and edit this podcast, make me sound half decent, I think. It's no surprise that many businesses and brands want their own podcasts, and they're actually willing to pay for it. They're willing to pay for someone to do all the work, to create the podcast, produce the content, and then market the podcast to get them to be even more successful. Let's be very clear. The podcast guys smash it on LinkedIn because, like I say, they are unique in what they offer. They're proven to deliver what they say they do. Podcasting is on trend. And they provide a service that people desperately want and are willing to pay for. 
that's I say that makes them great for LinkedIn lead generation. The target market is truly global. Anyone and everyone can have a podcast wherever you are in the world. And LinkedIn is the best place to reach those people. My other favorite client is a finance company that wants to connect with landlords and business owners. You see, offering mortgages is not the easiest thing because not everyone owns a property and the timing may not be right for every landlord, especially those that have a fixed term deal. That said, people love the idea of being able to get money, free money. And anyone that's offering cash on LinkedIn will get way more leads than they can ever handle. I say, I don't know if you do LinkedIn lead generation properly. To my client, David's LinkedIn offer worked and got prospects from LinkedIn connections for similar reasons to Dan's podcast production company. The main one is that they provide a service that people really, really want. If you meet the criteria, then you'll be richer for at least a while anyway. See, that said, there are many circumstances where B2B marketing does not work on LinkedIn. So it's really not as simple as saying LinkedIn is only for people who do B2B marketing. So let's move on to when LinkedIn doesn't work for B2B companies. My mind goes to Patrick's reputation management service. To explain this point, we have to look at what the service is, what it does, and then why it flopped. In case you don't know, the marketing agencies that help you to increase your reputation online, they devise and implement strategies to get your happy clients to give you reviews and testimonials on Google, LinkedIn, Facebook, and even marketplaces like Amazon and eBay, for example. So these reputation management companies also help you to reduce the number of negative reviews that you may receive. They help you to identify your unhappy customers and then deal with the issues ahead of the people leaving bad reviews that could harm your business. You can imagine that in today's online world, where most of us would buy anything by looking at reviews first, a reputation management company should get many leads. So I was so excited about the project when Patrick came to me. I had agreed to do LinkedIn lead generation on a paper lead basis. We were massively disappointed that the leads just didn't come anywhere near as often as we'd hoped. So in most cases, my idea of a disastrous LinkedIn lead generation results is not zero leads, by the way. I set a goal of five to 10 leads for each client per month. So if we don't achieve that minimum consistently, I tend to see everything as dark and gloomy. And I just don't get any pleasure out of looking at my staff or my clients and trying to explain why we want to have a couple of leads in any month. Going back to Patrick's failed LinkedIn lead generation, so we can probably look at a few reasons why LinkedIn Connections didn't want to buy a reputation management service. In other words, why LinkedIn may not have been the best marketing channel for this B2B service. Here are a few. See, most businesses don't know that they need help to manage their reputation online. A few collect enough reviews to make them really count anyway. See, that just means many businesses don't prioritize reviews. And many really don't expect negative reviews from their customers. They live in a little bubble that tells them that all their customers are happy. You know, you and I know that's not always true. See, the average business doesn't believe that the reviews make any difference to the business, really. Obviously, if you are an Amazon seller, you might put more effort into making sure your reviews are five-star, faked, whatever else. But most other businesses and service providers don't really care about reviews. The reason they don't care is simply that they carry on getting business, whether the reviews are many or not. 
whether the reviews are good or not so good. We can unpick this mentally because you and I know that you know, seeing a five-star review on Google search results or Google Ads can make a difference. You know, having a five-star review on Amazon can make a difference. You know, but for most companies, we don't live in that world. So we don't think our customers actually look at our reviews. So one of the other problems that we had with Patrick's reputation management service is that we could never find a snappy one-liner to describe the service and the benefits that LinkedIn connections would generally get quickly. Perhaps the biggest problem with setting reputation management on LinkedIn is that few connections are willing to get their bank cards out of their back pockets and pay for the service, for the reasons that I've just given, probably. See, when B2B doesn't work, I'm absolutely beside myself. I'm gutted because I then spend days torturing myself trying to work out what went wrong and why I did not see the failure coming, in which case I would have sidestepped the client. You may think it's strange to put Patrick's reputation management services failure squarely in the product. You know, it wasn't the thing that we were selling. The reason I can say confidently that the reputation management service was the problem is that when we changed Patrick's offer to LinkedIn Connections, we've got very different results. So sick and tired of not getting people to want to buy reputation management, we moved on to his 12 pillars of marketing strategy as the next product that we were trying to promote to his LinkedIn Connections. Thank goodness the leads are flooded in and they're closing deals. So clearly businesses do want marketing strategy to help them get more clients themselves. See, there are two other B2B businesses that have taught us painful lessons when it comes to LinkedIn connections, not buy it. I'll tell you about them. See, one was an accountant service in London. We started a LinkedIn campaign around the middle of January because that's a lead up to the annual tax returns deadline at the end of January. So we hope to pick up people who are probably concerned about their tax returns or have made arrangements to get their tax returns done. In the end, we've got very few connections from local small businesses. We've got no leads and overall no interest at all from LinkedIn connections that we made. The other sector that we tend to flop in is the couple of business coaches that we worked with. I say a couple, really is two that we worked with. And both seemed quite credible in the coaching profession. And we did get a couple of leads for them every month on average, but the conversions just would not be enough to buy me a KFC variety meal. That's for sure. So I mentioned these two failures on LinkedIn Renewing Generation because I believe they're plagued by the same issues. See, coaching and accountancy are services that are based on strong personal relationships. Let's face it, your accountant, your business coach knows every personal thing about you and your business. They probably know more about you and your business than your real life partner, husband or wife, and even that more than your staff are privy to. So it's unlikely that... You've been working together for years to build a relationship, and it's no surprise that very few people are willing or more inclined to drop that relationship with an accountant or business coach randomly. So unless something seismic goes wrong when you make that connection, you are hardly going to pick up someone who doesn't want to work with an accountant or coach anymore. And that's the release like a needle in a haystack moment. So the second issue with selling accountancy and coaching is that they all sound the same as others who do what they do. An accountant will typically tell you, I do your numbers, I keep you compliant, I make sure your reporting is done on time. 
And some may even add that they try and save you money by keeping money in your business. It's not true, by the way, but let's not worry about that. No, but still, this are no different to every other accountant out there. It's a similar thing for coaches. We normally talk about helping you grow your business. That way you can make more profits as a primary goal. Like I said, every coach will pretty much say the same thing to your LinkedIn connections. And your LinkedIn connections hear the same message from many connections and invites to get from coaches and accountants every day. Another thing about accountants and coaches, that's worth mentioning. This is the simple reality that most people get by and thrive without an accountant or a business coach, especially those people who don't work with one already. If you work with one, you might see things differently. You might appreciate how the accountant can really save you time and effort and how your coach can really kind of help you grow your business. But if you're growing a business without a coach, if you've kept your HMRC problems at bay without employing an accountant all year round, then you're not inclined to suddenly pick one up because at best, you know, you might want to stick with the accountant you've got or the arrangements that you already have in place. In a case of better the, the devil you know than a whole new relationship. The long and short of it is that with accountants and coaches, you struggle to get LinkedIn connections to understand what makes it worth talking with this person. And for that simple reason, LinkedIn connections won't give you time of day or agree to find out about your services unless they genuinely believe they can make a difference in their lives. As I always say, when it comes to this type of businesses, you can't make them sound any better than they are. You know, you can try it as you will. This is sounds like an accountant. This is sound like a business coach. In my little world, I say there's no point polishing a turd until it's all shiny because it's still a turd. Okay, so let's move on to B2C companies. I mean, does LinkedIn work for selling services or things to people as individuals? So just to make the LinkedIn is for B2B principle even more confusing, you'll find that B2C marketers make good money from LinkedIn connections. It just make LinkedIn is only for B2B principle even more confusing. You find that many B2C marketers make good money from LinkedIn connections. So one of our top performing LinkedIn lead generation clients right now is immense tailors. So we knew we could use LinkedIn to target men who wear suits to work. We're talking about decision makers, estate agents, salespeople, financial sector professionals, to name just a few people actually wear suits almost every day. It's not, it's not a business service at all. Essentially, we're saying you can look good and maybe you can do your job with more confidence. But you know, how your business benefits is a whole different problem. Don't go there. So it's a joy that my theory was proved right that we can generate double-digit consult, uh, consultations for our tailors in less than two months. And the leads really are just pouring in. You see, I will say that my client, John, offers fitted and made-to-measure suits and comparable prices to the high street. So given that this is something most men want, a suit that they have to wear in any case, they're going to have to spend their money somewhere, you might as well get one that fits properly and perfectly and looks great for the same money. That makes LinkedIn connections want to talk to John because he can genuinely help them in a way common services or shops can. So I'll also mention my financial advisor client here because we successfully generate sales from LinkedIn connections for life assurance and critical illness policies from people in the business. 
you could argue that the pandemic may have brought a heightened sense of vulnerability in business owners and decision makers. That was our target market. That makes protection products much more appealing and makes people more willing to spend money on protection products. Instead, I put John and the financial advisor's advantage for LinkedIn lead generation down to the fact that they provide services that people in the target market actually want. LinkedIn connections, maybe they've got this niggling thing in the back of their minds. You know, I, I, need, I need a suit that fits better. I'm tired of buying cheap suits. Or maybe I need life protection, life insurance, just in case something goes wrong. And then it so happens that the LinkedIn invitation to connect is what triggered that niggling feeling to be put into action. And then once they connect, it kickstart the buying process. See, that said, now we've also experienced the pain of failure to generate any interest for my financial advisor clients' pension services. I mean, try as we will, we connected with thousands of people in our target market. We've targeted airline professionals, some business owners, and even some professionals. But try as we will, no one wants to talk about their pensions with my client. I put this lack of interest from LinkedIn Connections in pensions, the being because businesses have a legal duty to provide pensions provisions for all their staff. So nearly everyone we connect with on LinkedIn is already covered in terms of pensions. In fact, I would hazard a guess that it would be quite a task to shift your pension arrangements from where it is to someone else, like my client. So it's no surprise that there's little appetite or interest in looking to my client's services. I can't leave out the fact that my most recent failure in generating leads for our clients was such a spectacular failure that it still haunts me. So we generate leads from LinkedIn connections for businesses, but my client was offering a personal training program, which just did not work. My client is a well-known Team GB athlete, and she was targeting women in decision-making positions and businesses. So we thought, we believed, we hoped, that her profile as an athlete and the bespoke service that she was offering to make women empower stronger physically so that they have more energy to do their work and more confidence to run their businesses, never mind to make more in their personal lives will generate prospects. The results, lots of connections, zero interaction and zero leads. We took away the learning that LinkedIn connections are not inclined to tackle lifestyle topics like weight loss, even if they're roughly linked to their business role. I mean, now fitness and wellness are two sectors that we avoid doing LinkedIn lead generation for like a plague. So they go in the avoid category together with businesses that give us targets that you just cannot do on LinkedIn, such as someone of a certain age, someone with 2.4 kids, so certain types of family types, people who target based on earnings, for example, or marital status or hormonal status. You can't find any of these things on LinkedIn. So we just don't go anywhere near those sort of targeting. Oh, we're now moving towards the end. You'd be glad to know, unless you've really enjoyed the episode and you want more, but no, let, let's, let's wrap this up then. Who does LinkedIn work for? We know that LinkedIn is an amazing lead generation tool for a wide range of businesses, right? 
We'll find from experience and global media that evaluating the chance of successfully generating literary business is not down to simply a classification of whether the business B2B or B2C. I mean, the ideal candidate to benefit from LinkedIn connections is a lot more nuanced than that. These are the criteria that I will say make it likely that LinkedIn connections will be interested in doing business with you. Breaking it down to seven main criteria. See, whether LinkedIn is going to work for you depends primarily on having a target audience that you can find on LinkedIn's professional network. If you can define your, your target market and the professional parameters you recorded that, then more chance might actually find them on LinkedIn. And if you offer a service that people actually want and are willing to pay for, then connections tend to respond much more positively. It helps if you can explain your service and the benefits in one or two lines maximum. I'm not a great believer in writing long messages to your connections. That just puts them off and it takes time for them to read. You just waste the time. And also, because we just don't bother to read any of that. If your message is too long, then it means it's too salesy. Whereas if you can have a one-liner, a two-liner that says, here's what we do, here's how we help, you're going to get a lot more response and interest from LinkedIn connections. You're much more likely to get LinkedIn connections to respond positively if your service provides a solution that people can't otherwise have. In other words, your solution is unique. It's a solution to a problem that people cannot otherwise resolve. So if you can explain why LinkedIn connections should talk to you instead of to other people, and in other words, your USP, what makes you unique, your why, whichever one you can use to get people to understand why you're different and why you deliver more, it's always a good thing. If your service is overly personal, or lifestyle related, I would think twice about using LinkedIn lead generation for it. I suppose now at the heart of all of this, if you can frame your message or your service in a business benefit and a B2B context, then there's more chance that LinkedIn connections will actually want to give you time of day to connect with you. And then they might want to inquire and do business with you. There's no point putting a fluffy business angle when there is none. If you have a business angle, then run with that on LinkedIn because that increases your chance of at least getting through to people who may be negative or unsure about whether they actually want to talk to you. Given that marketing is essentially a big rule of experiment every time you run a campaign, I encourage you to run your campaign on LinkedIn if it meets some or all of the criteria I just mentioned. If you don't fit these criteria perfectly, then I wish you the best of luck in getting LinkedIn connections to be interested in doing business with you. By the way, if you do get people who don't fit the criteria that I just mentioned and LinkedIn still works for you, let me know. I'm, I'm always curious to know what, what works. I mean, if you find something that works, that is not on my radar, then I happen to have you on, on the learning with me to tell the people about your approach. Now we can unpick why it works and share that with my listeners and other people who can actually benefit. Look, that's all for today's episode of Learning with me and at global.media. As always, hope you've enjoyed listening today, in which case, please give us a like if you have. And don't forget to hit the subscribe or notification button so that you'll be the first to know when the next episode of Learning is published in a couple of weeks' time. Happy LinkedIn marketing. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Learning Podcast. Please like, share and subscribe to this podcast 
to stay ahead of your competition on LinkedIn and head to global.media.com to find out more.